Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Subs Lie, Dubs Lie, a comprehensive anime podcast. It is your guy, none other than myself, Jay, a.k.a. Versace Vegeta. And I'm here with my brother in life, my brother in podcasting, my brother in all cool shit that we do, my dog D. How you doing, man? Yo, what's going on, brother Jay? What's going on, my people? Yo, it's been forever. We're back. I know y'all been waiting. I apologize for the wait. But we here, man. We ready to cook. That's exactly right. You know what I'm saying? You know, listen, listen. Just like every anime out here today that you watch, if you want that art, you want that good, you go through your season and then in between time, in the meantime, you do a little pre-production and you come back with that good. That's what we've done twice. And we plan on continuing that here with season three. Before we get into the mission statement for season three, my brother, how the past six months been for you? Yeah, the six months has been rather good for me. A uh, little rocky summer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If anybody was following me, y'all know what I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, what what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And That's right. You see me here. I'm, I'm joyous than the mother. So... You already know I'm rocking. I'm feeling amazing. Amazing. Glad to hear it. Man, much like you, bro. Listen, it was it was a bumpy summer. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot just going on in life, right? Just so many different avenues to have to be present for all at the same time. But we've made it. We survived. Fall has started. It's the autumn time. It's getting cool outside. I don't have to worry about my AC being on. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a whole new season of change here. Things are going great. I've been diving deep into anime games. Like, it's just been so much, man. And a lot of stuff that we're going to cover just throughout this season. Uh, but, bro, listen, my love for RPGs is back. Dog. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! In such a big way, and I mean RPGs like in every sense of the term, right? Absolutely fell in love with uh, Final Fantasy 16 back in June when that came out. That was man. that was very fun. Very very okay. fun game. Oh yeah, mid man. No, sometimes it's fun, man. I'm not expecting no. I already know what I'm getting with Square Enix, and yes, they they, they did themselves. Uh, they they really shined. So kudos to them losers. You know, folks like you and me, we've been playing Final Fantasy for the past 10 Final Fantasies. <laughs> you know like, what I mean? Like, so yeah. it's like one of those things where I, I'm not going in expecting like, oh, is this experience has to be the the one that's going to be the greatest since enter your favorite here. Right. Yeah. I just want an experience that's gonna, that when I play it, I'm like, yeah, no, this is Final Fantasy right here. And that's really what I love about 16 is that. The more you go into it, the more it's like, oh, damn, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't care that this plays like Devil May Cry, which to me is a plus. Like, I love, a plus. Like, I love action a style games. Uh, I don't necessarily need to have a party of three in order to enjoy a Final Fantasy game, right? Yeah. And Final Fantasy VII Remake still exists. I can still go do that. Yeah, but, that, that game does exist. I'm, yeah. not fan, I'm not a big fan of it, but for whatever reason, it does exist. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm 
Well, man, C sixteen was cool, man. All that mid talk is like whatever. Like if you still expect yeah. the masterpieces out of Square Enix, and I'm not here, I'm not telling y'all to settle, but I'm just saying, just realize this. This was probably one of the best fantasies you were gonna get that did not re include just taking something that came out twenty something years ago. Yes, be honest. Yes, with it being a whole different take, it was a fresh new take. Really, really enjoyed my time with it. Uh, I've gotten back into fighting games as well, dog. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, Street Fighter Six came out around the same time. Really, really enjoyed that. Uh, but. I will say, shit, it's been a month now. Fuck, where's the time gone? Um, Starfield, bro. <laughs> Starfield has been taking away oh, everybody's life. Man. God, that yeah. Ain't that the truth, dog? Todd Howard really, he he got me with this one. Yeah, he, he was cooking. Look, I know, you know, listen, y'all know y'all probably get y'all's video game talk elsewhere. But... Yeah, it's been six months. You know what I mean? These, these are the things that are important to us. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry for sharing our lives. But yeah, you know what? Yeah. I think half a year has been passed. You got to know something. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Man. Uh, yeah. But uh, honest to God, I did go in actually with really low expectation. And that's why I think I love this game so much. Um, because I, you saw when we were talking about this. Uh, amongst each other, it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, I can't wait to play this game and get the usual Fallout Skyrim game loop in a week and then put it back down and come back. Put that shit down. That <laughs> little put it back down period has not happened yet. That shit tough, bro. Like, it's can't it's so shit good. Tough. Oh, I'm having, man. I'm having internal conflicts whether or not do I turn off the game and go to sleep because I got to work <laughs> Do I just go ahead and just wing it? You know what I'm saying? I got another <laughs> temple. Uh, I might need to go do that. And then, you know, that process in and of itself might take at most five minutes. But then I'm thinking about, oh, damn, no. But now I want to go do that next thing. Exactly. And then that little, okay, this was only going to be those last 10 minutes before I go to bed has now turned into like two hours that I should have gone to bed to ago. <laughs> oh my god i love love that game uh it's the the space exploration the ability to just have you know the free will to take on the game however you see fit and it's it's magnificent i know there's plenty of other games that have those same aspects to them but man i've been a fan of space adventures and sci-fi since i was a little kid Oh, this man. is the closest thing I've ever gotten to being able to play that experience in the exact way I want to in my whole exactly. life. I waited literally my whole life for this game. <laughs> yeah, shit. I share the same sentiments. I love. I'm a sci-fi freak. Love everything about anything regarding space. So when Starfield came about. My lord, and it wasn't crashing or anything no. of nature. I say that. Like that I, I I was just bound to be stuck with the game. Like there was nothing to turn me away from it at all. Man. Which is surprising. But that's the did they job. Yeah, yeah, they really did. They you really get did. A, you get a you get an A plus man. I don't Seriously. get you A pluses at all. 
And, you know, especially when it comes to stuff that's just like, look, I want to just a magnificent experience. I'm really, really, really glad that we're going to be able to give y'all one this season, damn it. Because when it comes to A pluses, we've got nothing but them listed out for this season. As we decide, we're going to cover the greatest villains in anime. Now, anime is a genre that's very vast. It goes far and wide through multiple decades. Been here since we've been here, right? So obviously we won't be able to cover every single villain in anime. There are going to be some of your favorite villains that you might not get a whole episode on. And we feel you. Don't worry. We've got a little something for every villain that we don't get to touch throughout at some point in this season. Well, we'll get there. But through this season, we plan on covering 10 of the most iconic villains in anime in the recent times. In, in I would say in our lifespan, right? Those of us who are, uh, you know, maybe in our 20s or 30s, right? Yeah, yeah. Those of us who, who have been watching uh, anime for a great deal of time, or if, even if you've only been watching anime for the past few years, you're going to recognize a fair amount of villains that we cover this season. Because it's something where I really have always believed a series can be great, but it's not memorable without having opposition that stands just as tall, if not taller, than the entire cast that we're presented to on a frequent basis. Absolutely. Do you agree? Brother, I absolutely. I always say this for, for a basing on show. I will drop it two things. If your protagonist is not interesting enough or be mm-hmm. if the antagonist does not raise the stakes or causes the cast or the protagonist to either expand upon itself or herself in general. An antagonist really is just going to raise the story every time because that they're, they're that source of conflict. So again, when we're talking about these villains for this season, you can expect that these were these sick freaks that absolutely gave the cast hell. You damn right. And I, and I mean absolute hell, but that's what makes them great. And that's the exact thing that we want to focus on is what makes these characters some of the greatest characters in anime, some of the most memorable and effectively written villains. So you can expect us to not only just you know go into a lot of what these characters did, their rises and their falls, but also just what makes this character who they are, what makes them tick, what makes them not necessarily what was their backstory or what were their motivations, but what sort of trait does this character live by that just completely adjusts how the entire rest of the cast has to navigate through the story and the plot. We think that there's no better villain for us to start with this season than Bleach's own Sosuke Aizen. Man, you're going to hear about some of the most treacherous, diabolical, just manipulative behavior that you've heard from a character. But 
what we really want to get down into for this interesting character this week is what is it that makes Aizen, outside of just his actions, so defined in the kind of character that he is? Because at first glance, everything that he does is evil already. (laughs) But what is it that maybe the story doesn't tell us uh, that gives us a good glance, not so much on what makes him that evil, uh, but what defines him to be that all around. It's going to be a really interesting character study this week. We hope that y'all enjoy our time as we dig into Sasuke Eisen for Bleach. Tune in right after the break as we get into it. I have many subordinates, many who've pledged themselves to me, but I've never asked for any of their trust. Yes, I've asked for their allegiance, but faith is another matter altogether. In fact, I always told them to never trust anyone, including myself. Unfortunately, though, I've met no one who is strong enough to actually heed that warning. All creatures need to obey. No one can survive without trusting someone, someone they feel is better, more worthy than themselves. To avoid that responsibility, those who are worthy look even higher, searching for more superior beings. And those superiors do the same, looking for even stronger individuals they can believe in. (laughs) That is how all kings are created. It is also how gods are born. So D, Taikubo's Bleach, one of the most famous Shonen Jump manga ever. What's your history with this series in general? So fun fact, this was probably one of my favorites out of the big three before I grew up <laughs> and started rewatching and rereading. Yeah. But Bleach always stood out because, again, it took more of the mature, adultish approach. And when, you know, I'm a teenager growing up, like, yeah, I wanted something like a little less Dragon Ball because Ben Dare done that. Didn't really want a character who was, you know, jump for joyish. You know what I'm saying? Like, not really emo because EG yeah. was not emo at all, but, you know, somebody with. You know, somebody I could relate to in a sense. You know what I'm saying? And exactly. Bleach was it. Bleach was that. Whether it would be character design, just art, you know, just character motives, this was it. Like the rest, the other two were like you know a little bit, you know, Disney Disney Channel esque for me at the time, which is cool. I mean, they're still good, still good. But nah, Bleach really stood out, and part of the reason why it stuck the most to me is because again the villains mm-hmm. and the funny thing about bleach with villains especially during the soul side arc was like who was the villain who is the villain who is like it was just really a mind game and you know growing up reading that it's like oh shit i gotta use my brain here you know yeah. there's a lot there's a lot of manipulation going on here it's a lot of confusion who's the right who's the good guys who are the bad guys are these reapers really good or are these reapers really bad who else Somebody cooking, somebody lying. Because there's somebody lying. Somebody's playing somebody. Somebody this, has this, to be pulling this, the strings. 
yeah, this is this is a little bit orchestrated, too crazy right now. Mm-hmm. And that was that was what Boots was providing. You know, you look at the timeline, like I say, Soul Society compared to you know, you had tuning exams at the time, and they One Piece was probably just touching around the Grand Line, so close to the Baroque works. So yeah. yeah, Bleach was really standing out the most. I don't care what anybody says. Sales, I'm not, I don't own stake in Shonen Jump, so I'm just looking at entertainment-wise. And realistically, that Soul Society was kicking ass. And part of the reason why I was kicking ass because somebody was manipulating somebody. <laughs> somebody. Somebody was getting played. Everybody was getting played to a degree. You sure would. And honestly, you know, a, a lot of my intrigue with Bleach had to do with the villains two uh i i historically have said this uh, multiple times before right when i first saw bleach i watched the first couple episodes and i said no thanks i like this better when they called it a yuhaka show packed it up <laughs> put it back in the bin, never went back and that should that should have been my history with bleach right um but a couple of years later i wind up seeing uh just Fight, different fights from the Hueco Mundo arc, right? Yes. Um, and I see fights like Noitra versus uh, versus Kimpachi, right? And oh. I was just so impressed with like, oh wow, wait, these characters are not your standard like good guy, bad guy characters. There's parts of the story that are being told here that are not at first glance right because you have the these different stories of theming between each character that's matched up against each other and that was something that really really uh excited me so i decided to go back and i was like okay so what's the most important arc to start off with and it was the soul society arc and you know i decided to watch all the way through that and I was like, yo, yeah, okay, this these concepts are cool. I really like th- how the world is built. But good God, look at that ending. No one, no one sees any of this coming. No, that was what I really was <laughs> like, okay, nah, like if this is bleaches, and I'm just using an analogy here. Tuning exams moment. You know what I'm saying? They blew the tuning exams out the water with how. Oh, oh, they cook. I'm so sorry, man. I don't even. Just to interject, man, when it comes, like I said, for standout arcs at the time, when we're looking at the timeline for each big three arc, Soul Society is cooking every single thing. That Naruto and One Piece is doing. I'm so sorry. So sorry. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it's bad. That just shows you how good Bleach was at the time. Exactly. To me, this is still the best Bleach arc. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? This is it's Kubo's really in his bag. There's no mistakes. There's no uh-uh, oopsies. I'm just doing shit because it sounds cool or it look cool. This is him actually taking his craft really serious. So yeah. Really, 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 really good arc with really, really, really an amazing turnaround, and nobody was expecting at the time. 
And it's because of all of that establishment of all of the major extended cast that we're going to be able to work with throughout Bleach for the rest of the show that were introduced to characters and their motivations. And the one twist that Soul Society arc is famously known for ending with is Captain Eisen showing that he had been the puppet master, the manipulator of everything that had been going on up until that point. And we didn't realize just how correct he was. Yeah. Because as time went on, that initial discovery, we find out meant so, so, so much more. So this man, Sosuke Aizen, the former fifth division captain of the Gotei 13, that is the 13 squad captains of Soul Society within Bleach. At first glance, you know, you got this dude who is just seems like a peaceful guy. You know what I'm saying? Walking around with glasses, you know what I'm saying? Kind of, kind of with, you know, ruffled hair. Just kind of seemed like he was just this really casual dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's Josh Groban. Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, man. And... You know, uh, as we're introducing these characters on the other side of things, while, you know, Ichigo and the others are invading Soul Society out of nowhere, this man is just dead. Dead? <laughs> just dead. Up, up there on the wall. Just dead. Yeah, who did it? <laughs> who did it? Like, that's an amazing, like, conflict on top of conflict. Because, again, we have our protagonist here trying to save the girl rescue. Yeah, and then next thing you know, we have this major conflict over here. Who the hell killed the fifth captain? <laughs> like, what's it's going on? B plot you're introduced to. Because like you said, yeah. they're there to rescue Rukia. It's not about like, hey, uh, who done it to this captain? That's not what the arc is about at all. It's not about at all. It's but about best believe it's affecting the arc a lot. And, and, and from that point on, <laughs> you know, everything... Changes. Listen, a long story short, Mr. Captain Eisen there wasn't dead at all. At that all. man pulled the Houdini on <laughs> a Houdini. It's wild because the, the person who looked up to him the most is Lieutenant Momohina Mori. He's oh. the first person that <laughs> he reveals himself to whenever it's revealed that he hadn't been dead. And she's just so happy to see him. She's just like, oh, I'm so glad you're okay, Captain Eisen. I'm so glad you're all right. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm glad that I got a lieutenant like you. You're, you're so great. And uh, I'm sorry. Uh, this is the last time I'm going to see you. She's like, huh, what's wrong? Where are you going? And he just stabs her right in the chest. Hated her. <laughs> I felt so bad, man. Like, that's a real, that's a real notice me senpai-ass character. Like, this is a real, <laughs> real, like, if you thought Hinata from Naruto was someone who was, like, really, like, notice me, senpai, like, oh. No, Momo Hinomori is the living definition of that. Like, no, like the entire reason she became a lieutenant in the 13 court guard squads is because she idolized Captain Aizen, wanted to be as close to Captain Aizen as possible. Obsessed. And when Captain Hitsugaya pulls up and is like, wait, 
I said, you're alive. What, what the hell? What's uh, going on? He's like, wait, <laughs> didn't Momo come to look for you? What's happened to her? And he notices that she's on the ground, like, basically dying. It's like, wait a second. Like, like <laughs> everyone, <laughs> everyone's reaction is exactly the same, basically, from this point on. Like, wait, wait, we thought she was dead. Come to find out this man... He has the power of complete hypnosis with his sword. Which is kind of creepy. <laughs> the Kyokasui Getsu. It's a Zanpakuto that we only see its first release, the Shikai for, throughout the whole series. You never see its true power, the Bankai, the true release, oh, because it's that man. broken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the power of the Kyokasui Getsu is very simple. It changes your senses. The moment that you've come into visual contact with this sword, it can give you an illusion that affects your sight, your hearing, your sense of smell, your sense of taste. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like everything. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing you can do. Anything that you witness, yeah, it's whatever it's you crazy. feel, anything. He's in control of it. Now, yeah. think about how wicked that is. For a man who's already, we're introduced in this moment that he's a manipulator for his power to be the broken ability <laughs> to just succumb anyone to his complete hypnosis. That's OP, man. <laughs> Somebody get a nerf on him ASAP because that's a little bit OP. For a deuce us mocking up, which it is, it was a little bit too OP for this guy. Me personally, I don't think he needed it. I think him carrying out the way how he did was more than enough. But just to add for a little rise of dazzle, like, yeah, this sealed the cake. <laughs> this man cannot be fucked with at all. So, I mean, you got to really think about, like, what that really means. This man had hypnotized everyone who saw that body that was up there into thinking that was him. No, that was his sword they were looking at. <laughs> it wasn't even a fake body. They were looking at his sword. <laughs> there was folks reacting, saying like, "Oh, I thought your, I thought your Zapato was like the ability to like show mist or something." Yeah, because I showed you something fake. I showed, I showed you that. <laughs> Imagine that was like, illusion. Don't you yeah, get you, it? You assumed that my Bankai was this. Now here's my Bankai for like, yo, he's really, he's really raw as hell, man. He's really raw. It's nuts. I mean, this man. So you have somebody who just the moment you find out his he's evil, it's like, oh damn! And then your power just makes you that way too, dog. Like, how are we gonna stop you? You don't know <laughs> nothing about why he's doing anything. It's just the fact that he's already got everybody hypnotized. Come to find out. You know, he's he's planned he his planning and level of manipulation is so much that the entire reason that Rukia was even taken back to Soul Society, the fact that she was even sent to the human sent, all this sent, like this motherfucker like he, he wrote it all, like it was Oricorn Takeku. Like everything was designated and everything just so magically happened to happen at his whim. I know when season three is over, somebody's going to ask us, guys, why didn't y'all put Light Yagami on the list? 
And I'm gonna say go back and listen to episode one. What? You tell me. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so someone who's really plans things out. Listen, it's like this. The the next arc, because this man leaves and decides, hey, yo, listen, y'all. Uh just letting y'all know. I I look on at life from a greater aspect of me. He says something that that has absolutely no context whatsoever the moment no, that he says it. And there's no context to get of what he says until the very end of the damn story. Nobody fucking knows. He's just going wax and poetic and just like, okay. All right, we just noticed that you just killed a group of people. You just destroyed 46. Like, yes. <laughs> so you, you just killed the entire, like, Senate, basically. <laughs> um, you, you faked your death. Uh, you told everybody, hey, yo, uh, I can just hypnotize you freely. As a matter of fact, I've been doing it this whole time. I haven't even been the guy I've been presenting myself that. He, he breaks his glasses, <laughs> slicks his hair back. He just fucking like the most villain way. Just looks down and is like, from the very start, no one has stood atop the heavens. Not no you, not I, or no even me. the gods. That <laughs> tolerable vacuum has come to an end. I'm going to sit on the heavens. And there, it just sounds like some shit a villain would say. It just, yeah. it just sounds like some wicked shit. But in all actuality, he was telling them the goddess to God truth. Hey, uh, y'all don't know nothing about the Soul King yet, but it's a thing. It's not even a guy. No one up there rules over anything. And because I know that, I should rule over everything. I'm going to be that 100%. Mission statement from day one. Yo, that's just a raw moment, man. For a villain to tell you exactly his plan, tell you his powers and everything, and like, oh yeah, you can't do nothing about it. I'm gonna continue to be doing this shit, by the way. Um, my plan will happen, whether or not you like it or not. Come see me. Uh they don't see this man until like near the end of this series. <laughs> by the way, they don't do anything close to hurting this nigga till the end of the series, by the way. Spoiler alert. But yeah. Raw, raw, by all means. Completely. Man says, hey, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Y'all know how y'all be fighting all them demons and shit? Yeah, that's wild. Guess what? I'm so strong. I'm just about to go hide out in their world for a little bit. Yeah, like. <laughs> and they, he left untouched. Like, he couldn't, like, no one could do anything about it. Nobody is fucking into guy. What the fuck is he going to do? <laughs> what the fuck is anybody going to do against this man? Like, my goodness. And mind you, again, he is not the main, like, this guy, it's just a subplot to the bigger plot, by all means. But he just easily comes He's in. not the final villain of Bleach. If y'all don't know that, yeah. in case you don't know, there's a whole anime series on right it's now. It's right now. It's animated right now. This and long story easy. short, that man is just locked up down below the whole time. That nigga is <laughs> we're gonna get to it. Was like that's that's how bad this man is. They couldn't oh. even off this man. This nigga is taking his life sentence. It's just chilling. He did. He's just a god, man. The final villain shows up and checks in with him. <laughs> My nigga, yo, this nigga Azura had to team up with Ichigo for fuck's sake. 
Why is he helping the main protect? That's how raw this nigga is. Oh man! And it's like, look, I, I understand what like we're getting so like worked up about how wild Eisen is very early, but it's just true. The the character literally, you find out as the story goes. You know, we go into then the Hueco Mundo arc where he basically forms an army of like ten of the strongest Hollows in Hueco Mundo and says, "Y'all just work for me, bro." And they just have to accept it because he's just that strong. He's just that strong. Bro, he's he straight that up strong. says, like, look, I don't even tell them to trust in me. I just told them, look, man, y'all, y'all want somebody strong to lead y'all? It's gotta be me. It's not gonna be nobody else. And they just have to fall in line. Bro, he's just commanding everything that goes. Not only is he planning shit, he's just by all means, authoritative as shit. And who's going to stand up and say otherwise? Nobody's denying this nigga. Nobody's telling him no. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, no. it's it's so wild to the point where you find out in every single arc, with the exception of the, the Fulbring arc, which is a, a much shorter arc, but it's still important to the rest of the story. This man has something to do with how everything went in every single Plot line. Every single, every single damn thing. <laughs> Whether it was a hundred years before doing testing to determine the limit between Shinigamis and Hollows with his first testing of the Hyogoku, or it was just decades before the series creating a hollow made out of Shinigami souls. And it merging with the Quincy woman who met with the Shinigami man, and they had a child who had the powers of all. Oh, this nigga knew that they were gonna conceive a super hybrid child. He knew this shit. He knew that. <laughs> he knew this shit. He sent the hollow to attack Ichigo, knowing that Rukia was gonna go pop up. He knew this shit. Everything that was sent, he knew the result. Everything. Like everything, y'all talking about some light Yagami, nigga. The only person that's standing up to this person, as far as villagery goes, is somebody that we're covering in the same season. I promise you. It's <laughs> wild. It's just like, like we mentioned earlier, this is a character who is just intro- introduced as being someone who just has like a very elegant and confident, like, Josh Groban. Sort of, yeah, like just like like he's just he's your neighbor. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey guys, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like he's he's your well-to-do neighbor, but then you find out he's the most manipulative damn character in a lot uh, of anime. You know what I mean? Like, like no, nigga thought like he's smoking the hell out of Rochimaru, and I love Rochimaru at the oh, time. Oh yeah, crocodile. <laughs> Oh, please. Like, bro, at this time, he's the reigning defending champ of villains. Nobody's touching him during the time he's announced and the minute he turns. I'm so sorry. It's it's wild because you, you have such a, a, a complex character who it's not like he's sitting there, you know, Twirling his mustache saying, huh, yes, everything was always according to my plan. No, he'll give the characters versions of what he's trying to do. And then later on, when they're like, wait, no, it didn't go that way. He's like, well, when did you ever think it was going? Go that like, way? 
Like, bro, he's just confusing every single body. And you as the reader is probably confused as shit. But you realize that this is a part of his character. So you're like, you know what? This is just... This is what, according to Keiko, really meant, man. We knew this was going to happen. If you were fooled by Aizen, you already assumed the fact that, yeah, this was all according to his plan. There was little very vibes moments. It was either like a 5% chance of him going off of vibes and 95% chance of him just doing everything according to his own plan. He's a sick freak. It's so well placed how all of his treachery is put into the series from like the points where we already mentioned where he fakes his death and revealing that he was the mastermind of everything that took place in the last arc to then leaving to Weko Mundo. Also that way he can test uh, a fragment of, of powerful souls. See if he can telling people, I'm just seeing if I want to, if I'm able to create, new Iran car, advanced hollows. And then all the while, he doesn't even care about that. Bro, he's losing his brain. Like, he's losing every... Like, at this point, he's being maniacal. And at the same time, all hints of, like... There's no sense of fear with this man at all, by the way. There's no... For somebody who's very conniving and very thwarting, this man is not worried about anybody doing shit to him. If you could At see <laughs> the shit that he does throughout the entire series, you would think, hey, man, I'm pretty sure. Aren't you worried about this backfiring? No, not at all. Not in the slightest. This man then just determines, hey, you know, Ichigo's friend, Orihime, damn, she's got a really cool power. She can just re- reject things. Why don't we just kidnap her just on a whim? Basically inviting everyone to come heat up his spot, you know? Allowed Ichigo to follow, knowing that the captains are obviously going to follow too. Knew this, by the way. Led (laughs) an entire war into Hueco Mundo, where all the hollows live, just to say, hey, actually, what I want is all these people's souls in the real world, and that's where I'm going. This man went to Karakua Town knowing that the captains was going to wait for that ass, bro. <laughs> what sick fuck does that shit? You notice he usually noticed that a villain is trying to avoid everybody. This yes. is what there's fucking going on. He's not only throw Like, bro, he's amazing by all means. He's just going in the fire and it's like, you know what? Fuck it. This, is, uh, this too is according to the plan. And then once they reveal to him, oh, actually, this is a complete recreation of that town. You're actually not even in that realm. He goes, yeah, well, you know what? I plan for that, too. Like, what? <laughs> what? This nigga can't say no. He can't say no. Nah, I was wrong for anything. And it just adds up, honestly speaking. Down to the point to where even a group of Shinigami that he had holified in tests of a hundred years before, who, when he hypnotized them a hundred years before, are still under the spell of his hypnosis a hundred years later, and they show up to help. He's like, Yeah, no, I had a feeling y'all might show up too. He battled all oh, <laughs> he's a sick freak. 
like every step of the way throughout the entire Hueco Munda and fake Harakura town arcs, like this man is just saying, hey, listen, I really don't care what y'all do. There's a plan for it all. But like this, that ass. Yo, he's amazing. This none of nothing phases this man. Nothing. All the while, the man is nearly achieving godhood himself by fusing with the Hyogyoku. And it's like, yo, like, okay, so you have the man that can just completely hypnotize people. Now he's reaching a level of power that, like, no one can just touch him on. And this man is invincible. <laughs> while everybody else is having all this trouble with him, Ichigo's like, damn, this man is real strong, but, like, I don't know. I might be able to take him. And my whoop. It's like, wait a second. Because you know, we've reached a point where like people can't even sense his power. And mm-hmm. when Ichigo's dad, who was recently revealed that he was a Shinigami, is like, wait, you can feel his power? Huh. All right. We got to get you ramped up too. So, you know, Ichigo goes through his little shonen training arc. You know what I'm saying? Finds a little room of space and time. You know what I'm saying? And then in between, you know what I mean? Comes back, learns the final Getsuga Tensho, the most powerful tech- version of the technique that he uses as a Shinigami, but it's something that also is at the risk of him losing all of his powers. He does that uh-huh. <laughs> to face off against Aizen. And Aizen is just like, yeah, now nah, that was good. But guess what, bro? It ain't enough, dog. It ain't fucking enough. He's lost it at this point. He's become an entire monster. You know, his powers are starting to even reject him. And all just when it looked like, damn, like this immortality that he's got from this item uh, is just going to keep him unstoppable. All they, all that could be done was to seal him. That's all you can fucking do. Kisuke Arahara used the most powerful damn seals of all damn time. Said, yeah, no, I had to set him up. 15 episodes ago on you. He, he fucked up. He fucked up. Fucking eyes and you fucked up, buddy. You were too focused on Ichigo and you forgot you made an enemy out of Hirohara. You fucked up, sir. You fucked I mean, this up. is along the way of him losing all of that entire Arakar army that he forged, you know, finding out mm-hmm. that his main man's Gein the whole time was remaining <laughs> close to him just so that way he could get the drop on him. You know, okay. <laughs> this is 3D chess, 4D chess being played here yeah. in damn bleach, bro. You know how motherfuckers love talking about Itachi. It's really, it's really gambling. <laughs> oh, for <Itachi>. sure. <laughs> Yo, I, the more we cover eyes and it's the more I'm looking at bleach, and maybe I may have to give it a little bit harsher treatment. Because I am very critical of Bleach. As mm-hmm. I said before, I was a fan of this more than I was a fan of One Piece and Naruto before. Yeah. So as I got older and started to become a little bit more critical, yes, it started to fall down low down my totem pole. But the more we cover this rant, Eisen, and the more I remember these arcs, is the more I realize, man, maybe I was being a little bit too harsh on this series. Because it's a lot of raw shit going on. It is, man. It's a lot of raw shit going on. And mind you, we're having to really just touch bullet points, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, I want y'all to take away from this the fact that at every point, everybody else who has any sort of real impact in the series has been affected by directly 
or manipulated by directly or had their entire life manipulated and their trajectory changed due to Aizen. Mm -hmm. You know, we find out there was an entire arc, like I mentioned earlier ago, a hundred years ago. God, the whole Shinigami's kicked out out of the Soul Society. (laughs) All because this man was hiding out, already plotting. Yeah. Already testing to see, oh, hey, can I use Shinigami souls to create some hollows or can I test between the limits of the two? These are entire different types of beings, by the way, that are complete opposites of each other. Shinigamis are meant to cleanse the souls of hollows. They're they're, Mm -hmm. they're basically hollows or souls of people that are going through the reincarnation cycle. And at this point, they're just kind of like these empty vessel demons, right? So if a Shinigami goes and purifies that soul, it's able to go through the reincarnation cycle. This man, Eisen said, I don't care about the process of souls. I just want to know if I can combine the two. And start (laughs) an entire, like, 100 year plus plan of fucking up everybody else's <laughs> life just to be like, hey, can I do that? And also, do am I really smart enough to where I think I should be God instead? Because I feel like I should be yeah, God like, instead. I'm the only one here thinking about this type of shit, man. You know, people don't realize these captains, like so sorry, don't give a shit. It's up to me, motherfucker. And, and no, what were you gonna say, D? No, I'm saying it's really a Machiavellian reproach. Like, yeah, some people are dying. A lot of people are dying, but for the, for the sake of his plan, for the sake of our soul society, yeah, this shit has to happen. Oh my God, he is a ruthless villain to the core, but it does not matter because, once again, this has something of greater meaning to him. And as... Again, this is what makes a villain a, a really great villain, man. And listen, if this was a whole episode about Bleach, I could get into the fact. And, I, you know, I do want to talk about it just a little bit because it does just go to show you the depths of, of Isaac's character, right? He's right. I mean, he was right. Uh, at, at the end of the day, you kind of find out through expanded lore of Bleach that the entire reason why the realms exist that they do is that there was this ultra being that back when no spirits could die that existed, that the people that ran what would become soul society basically said, Hey, yo, what if we split this dude apart because he's so powerful and, uh, we create through, we create cycles of life because nobody's dying and eventually people won't be enlightened. Right. Yeah. And I, Aizen, somehow, we never find out when, but at some point, because the, the the lore of that within Bleach becomes forbidden and no one knows about the original sin that happened when they split apart the Soul King uh, to be able to create the Soul Society, the Living Realm, and Hueco Mundo, right? Aizen mm-hmm. somehow finds out this forbidden knowledge and is just like, yeah, nah, nah. See, y'all ain't even really thinking. Y'all ain't even really thinking about what's going on around here, bro. Yeah, this shit, like the like fact this that we shit. out here purifying souls, that's crazy. That shouldn't even be something that has to happen. Mm-hmm. And 
it's so much it's it's so like deep level i'm a free thinker but for real like, <laughs> like well, levels of thinking that you I, don't even get the answers of why he's right in the story the mo- uh, of the manga of bleach the anime is kind of hinting that we might wind up getting that stuff we'll talk again in about a year and a half if that yeah. happens i have a lot that- to say if that does happen but hurry up kubo stop with this witch shit i don't care about that i don't care about burn the witch <laughs> if you read those bleach novels it gives us a lot to work with that shows aizen was right and that's why i love bleach because at no point during the canon of the story are we given any of his motivations like you even if you take what he says at face value, it doesn't mean any sense. It doesn't make any sense, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, like no one sits at the top of the heavens. I'm going to sit there. Okay, I mean, that just sounds like a grandiose statement. But there's real meaning there when you consider the entire world of Bleach to where the world itself is what shaped this villain. Yes. And we're never given a reason in the series so we never are able to see it from his point of view. And because we can never see it from his point of view, it goes to show you in reality, he really was thinking multiple steps ahead of everybody else. Because even we, this, the viewers, don't have the knowledge of what, the, what created the world to be the way it is to even understand why he would look at the world the way he does. Exactly. It's some cold shit. Eisen was a little bit too raw for the series. He was. <laughs> like, awesome real shit. He's a part. He's, I'm going to mention a villain later on in this season when we do have the time and, and, and share the similarities and traits. But for the most part, Eisen is never wrong. Like this one particular villain I will talk about. He's yeah. never wrong. All, Machiave- all Machiavellian characters, for the most part, they in the anime tend to not have a, a wrong point at all. It's just the way how they go about things. That's the whole point of the Machiavellian. It's a way that, yes, it's disgusting. But for the most part, they are thinking a little bit deeper than most. And for all means, why should this old king rule everything? He's a kingpin. The kingpin is a useless kingpin. By all means. And I understand why the hell he despised Central 46 so much. Like all of this, all this, shit, he didn't want to be ruled by anything. Who gave the right to rule him? Yeah. Look at this motherfucker. He's as smart as anybody in that whole damn series. Why should he have to be ruled by some some figurehead? That's really just useless. The Shinigami sealed the, the soaking the fuck up. And he's supposed to be ruled by this shit. I'm so sorry, but Eisen was not Eisen was not, did nothing wrong. It's <laughs> wild, man. He does like, nothing even in wrong. that moment. When he's being sealed up, like he's straight up like telling Urahara, like, bro, like, say dog, you're smart enough to get me hemmed up here, but you're just cool with just us just being ruled by you're that a, thing. You're you're a puppet, dog. <laughs> like dead ass. Like he's really boring up Urahara for the most part. And it's true. Again, here comes the villain telling the truth. He's telling the truth. You don't have a problem with this shit? 
Yeah, like he's like, yo, you don't have a problem with it? Because even Orahara's answer was like, but dog, I mean, hey, he he is the reason why everything is the way it is. You don't have the Soul King, then the world doesn't exist the way it does. You know, and, the balance is bad, and Ice not trying to hear that shit at all. <laughs> he's not trying to hear that shit at all, and I. I'm not either, though. That's the funny part. <laughs> at the, at the, from a viewer's standpoint, right? When you hear like, "Oh, well, say, dog." I mean, look, man. If you was to be, you know, taking over, you know, going up to where the damn, you know, God is, where the damn Soul King is, uh, then you know, the whole world wouldn't exist the way it is. And Eisen is like. Fuck just accepting the way it is, bro. Like, what are you talking about? This status quo shit is not it. Why is... Do you see the state of the soul society? And we're supposed to just follow this shit? If I could do this shit and get away with half the things I've done and, like, again, this is what you want to be under? This is some bullshit. And this is his last words, by the way, before he gets sealed. And do you think in the midst of this this, com- this conflict, this last conversation, do you think I'm siding with the actual protagonists or the heroes? No, I'm siding with fucking Ice, bro. I'm sorry. He did not, he was not wrong in any, in his thought process, he was not wrong. It's just the actions of what he did was very terrible. But as far as what he was saying, I did not disagree one bit at all. It's wild because this is a character who, you know, a, a lot of times, especially even during that arc, when he's saying things to other characters, he's flat out lying to them and lying to us as the viewer if you accept what he says is face value. So there's times where he's talking and he's like, I'm just playing whoever hears these words. And that's wild. Like a, char- a character that's playing the audience too? Like that's yeah. that's a wicked motherfucker. Uh, there is a, a quote that he says whenever they, that he's about to go with Gein uh, to where Karakura Town is. And it always really resonated with me uh, where he says, reason exists for those who cannot go on living without clinging to it. Now let's go to the edge of reason. Now, that sounds like, again, it's just some badass shit a smart villain would say. But then when you take into consideration, like the moment where he loses his cool, he's telling Urahara, like, yo, so you just accept things the way they are and you just are fine with us just being ruled over by uh, basically a thing that kind of gives reason for lack of better terms to why he would even think this sort of way right like yeah. y'all y'all are fine with things the way they are because you have a reason for why i don't need that reason yeah. i want to go beyond that reason that man is seeking to become a god necessarily. That's some wild level thinking. And, you know, it, it is one of those things where if you're looking at just narrative reasoning for characters or narrative structure for characters, it does set Aizen apart from a lot of different anime villains. Because most anime villains 
you can either talk no jutsu your way through a problem or you can beat them until they're just not around to be in opposition to the main characters anymore. You know, you can have them have their realize that their motivations were different, you know, were twisted. None of those things. Eisen's beyond that. Yeah, Eisen by any by no means is a one-dimensional villain. And that's a good thing. <laughs> that's a very good thing. You know, the fact that he gets sealed up below Soul Society and they're like, yo, now nah, all we can do is just give you a 20,000 year sentence down there where we have you all shackled and sealed up because you've become basically a normal because of the powers that you were able to achieve during the Huecamundo arc. And that's all we can do with you. That's some wild shit, dude. Yeah. It's really... You don't see villains just... Like, it's one thing to lock away Garlic Jr. in the dead zone. It's another <laughs> thing... <laughs> To tell a dude, hey, yo, listen, you're just going to be miles and miles and miles and miles and miles below us. Because that's all we can do is just separate you away from us. Pretty nuts, man. So much to the fact that, you know, like I mentioned earlier, when Yuhavaha returns, he's the Quincy King. He's the main villain in the Thousand Year Blood War arc. Of Bleach, when he returns after you know a thousand years of being in waiting to get revenge on Soul Society after they wiped out the Quincy's, the whole time where there's an invasion going on of his forces wiping out the Shinigamis, he's like, "Listen, uh, my problem, my worry, I got to go all the way down there to Eisen and see if this man wants to team up with me." I don't want to have to deal with that problem. Even if I have to wipe out all these other people, knowing he's down there still gives me issue. Yeah, we will. I'll say Yudabawa was a little bit, he was stronger, obviously, but Pete Eyes and that man was way more fearful. I don't give a shit. That man was something to be fearful about. Like you said, Yuhabaha is even that much more powerful than Aizen. Aizen fought against Yamamoto, and even though you didn't see him express it, there was fear in him facing off against Yamamoto because he said, basically, look, I got to seal this man's Zanpakuto if I'm going to fight against him. Otherwise, it's going to be a real big problem for me. He moved forward with that plan in again, you know, it's not like he cowered in some sort of freeze away and was like, no, don't use your power. No, he moved forward, had a plan for it, did his cool from the rest of that point. But when the dude who winds up killing Captain Yamamoto mm-hmm. <laughs> tells Eisen, say, dog, uh, I really didn't want to have to deal with you, man. Uh, would, would you Thank be down you, to man. join? And Eisen's <laughs> just like, Say, man, nah, you know what? Eventually, we would have to just turn on each other, so I'm going to have to pass. And he's like, all right, bro, I'll let you be down here. It just leaves. That's a scary motherfucker that was the one that was in the chair. That's the scary motherfucker right there. (laughs) Exactly, my boy. (laughs) It's it's insane to me. Like, it, it really does show you the gravity that... Aizen has on the entire world of Bleach because 
the enemy of his enemies are like, yeah, no, nah, I say, man, uh, we see you as a major threat and we really, it would be too much time to have to fuck with you. Yeah. And then eventually, because of the problems that you have behind the Quincy's cause on both the Soul Society and the Royal Palace, where the Soul King lives, what basically Eisen was trying to to commit to doing, the head, the new head captain of the, all the Shinigami, Kyoraku Shinsui, goes and says, hey, Aizen, listen, I, I'm able to release some of your power, a fraction of your power, because that much is needed in this sort of situation. <laughs> and Aizen, being the guy he was, you could tell he was just like, I mean, I guess, but uh, whatever. you know what? That dude kind of fucks up everything for all of us, so... I'll go out there with you. And even from being seated and strapped into a chair with hundreds of bindings around him, this man whose power is so great, by the way, that other beings of his own ilk will vanish away if they're not strong enough to be able to, you know, realize his power while within that chair, by the way, um, he winds up being the main difference between Ichigo and the Shinigamis uh, defeating Yuhabaha and them not, right? Because we get sort of the tease early on that he adjusted Yuhabaha's sense of time. He, he thought he was down there only for a moment. He was actually down there for a couple of hours. And that should have shown you right then. Like, it don't matter how much stronger you are, dog. Like, you can't do nothing to complete hypnotism. That is scary as fuck, is it not? Beyond scary, bro. It's like, yo, like, if this dude who's up there causing all this havoc can still be tricked by you, you a scary ass dude. And the long and short of of it is, if it were not for that complete hypnosis, uh, Ichigo wouldn't have been able to defeat him in the end uh, himself. But that's another story for another time. The main point about all of this is, like I said, Aizen, his manipulation, even being something that we find out during this arc was a part of Ichigo's inception as a being. Uh, you cannot find someone who had his fingers, had, had was able to touch parts of the series that had long lasting effects more than Aizen. Yes. You know, the fact that even all of the good that comes from this series, if it wasn't for Ichigo existing, the Shinigami would have been wiped out by the Quincy's. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if it wasn't for Ichigo existing, the, the Shinigami, they would have lost to Aizen. Aizen created his own undoing absolutely you know what i'm saying and and wound up creating the the savior basically of all of existence <laughs> eventually <laughs> it, like, it, you this man's planning is beyond even the immediate like evil that you can see it for even to to his point to where he can't see it coming you know his character is, is summed up in just the name of his Zanpakuto, Kyokasui Getsu. 
In English, that translates to mirror flower water moon, which is about an old Chinese fable where it says, you know, you can look into the mirror and gaze at the flower. You can look at the water and gaze at the moon, but you'll never be able to reach them. That is Eisen in and of himself in that reflection of beauty, in that reflection of magnificence, power beyond all understanding that he saw of himself. He could never even reach his own goal of being what he saw out of himself. And that's some wild shit because it's something where in hypnotizing the entire cast and constantly having a hand in everything that happens, what he didn't realize is that his power is what was keeping him from complete magnificence of his own self. And what I mean by that is if your whole ideology is trickery of everybody else, and this is where I'm kind of getting into just fan thinking, obviously this is, this is not a part where tight Kubo has outwardly said this, but this is just how I read into Eisen. Is it not safe to say this man don't know himself? He don't. You know, like you know enough about the whole world around you and you know enough about to where you understand the, the creation myths of your world from a 4D level. But outside of just, I know I deserve to be the godhood figure because I get this shit. Kind of seems like a man to me who's only caught up in the sauce of what he sees himself as. Yeah, there is a, and I need to, I got to remember, I will share likely on the timeline or or anything, but there's a famous German poet slash philosopher who reminds me the fuck out of Eisen so much, so goddamn much. I will share if if anybody knows, I know his first name is Frederick. I can't remember the last name, but I remember going through philosophy 101 and the exact things that Frederick speaks. It's exactly what Eisen goes through at all. It's it's very hilarious. But the, again, this character is beyond, beyond question, not only somebody who just thinks outside of what we can grasp upon, but just more so like, really, we never know. Like, as, as he's still alive, we don't yeah. know what's going on through his head at all. You know, I would say even another famous Frederick, you know, Nietzsche. I feel like yeah, that, a lot of his philosophy that, can also be found who, in Eisen. That is, that is who, exactly what I was speaking about, seeking above the God. Like, yes. 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 Absolutely. Because that, exactly, he sees himself as over all of morality. He sees himself as over all of existence. He sees it as I see in myself what should be perfection for all beings. So I should be that. Yeah, it's... The danger in that is that you are only becoming what you seek to be perfection. And if you truly believe in perfection, there is no end to that. There's no end to that. You're you're going to constantly try to evolve from that. And that's where we have what plays into the quick evolution that he goes into during the Wekomundar arc, where the Hyogyoku is giving him multiple forms all in quick succession. It's almost like it's saying like, hey, yo, yes, you are a 
far beyond more advanced and evolved being than everyone else. But in terms of right now, it only is visible in the power that you hold. Yes. And even no matter how much further beyond that places you than everyone else, you're limited only from a sense of power and not from a sense of true enlightenment and state of being. Uh, and when we're dealing with this series about souls, uh, I think it's kind of hard to not take into consideration uh, the fact that he became a monster in his sought enlightenment instead of becoming that, uh, that sort of higher God over man being that he saw himself to become. Yep. Kubo, you are really cooking for this. I'm surprised. I'm, I'm dead serious. He's, he's really, like, on, like that takes a lot of knowledge to know. To have a character that's basically an exact Uber wrench like this, like that shows that you're very, you're very tapped in with a lot. And obviously, we should know that he'll bleach all about souls, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But for somebody like, like man, I gotta give props. Man. There's not many that touch on that at all. Oh, very, very true. And when they do, you know, typically, you know, some sort of way where we get a character where it's like, oh, well, actually, when he was young, he had this tragic yeah. backstory. Yeah, like, no. And, you know, I almost gave an example, but I'm going to have to talk about that later this season. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, this pivotal thing happened as a child and that shaped him to look at the world around him the way he does. And then he became an, a, an agent of chaos in the world around him uh, because of that. No, we don't get that for Aizen. At any yeah, given no, no, not at all. We're, not, we're above that baby shit. Nobody's getting this Gerber shit. Like, like no. even the analysis that we gave you, like y'all have to realize, I, I, it's only because I know about the Bleach novels that I know that, oh, okay, well, if you go back and think about it, his reason for doing this is because he doesn't agree with the original sin of the world within Bleach. You won't find that answer in Bleach. That's how good this character is. You know? Like you have to you have to know some further shit beyond what you'll but beyond what you'll ever read of Bleach. And I use that with the asterisk of knowing cores three and four of Thousand Year Blood War have not been animated yet. And it is very likely that we will get a little bit more about the the lore of Bleach that we didn't get in the manga, in the anime. Um, but from a 2023 perspective, you know, there's not, there's not any reason that the series gives us to really believe Aizen was right. No. And even though, I, I mean, obviously, like, you know, I, I'm not, when I, if I, if you ever hear me say a villain was right, it's not because I agree with the, no. the evil actions that they took or, the, the, the countless lives that they ended. It's just like, was their ideology, like, was their head on straight at the end of the day? With the conception was, of the idea? Yeah, it was. Like, his, there was merit in whatever he said, 100%. Especially his conversation with your honor. He had a 100% every reason to be mad at him. Every, yeah. every reason. Like, yeah. Yes, you'd be undoing what everyone knows is the status quo of existence, but the reasoning for it after, especially what we explained to you, uh, I definitely recommend you guys, uh, if you're fans of Bleach, go take a look at the 
Can't Fear Your Own World novels. Uh, they're three. It's a three novel series. Hey, go on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Like they really are there, and I'm not saying that to be facetious. Like there's a no, lot of like, no, stuff, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of really good content out there that's available for you to be able to find out a bit more Bleach if you're interested in this. Uh, hell, even the mobile game Bleach Brave Souls, you can play through the entire Can't Fear Your Own World uh, storyline mm-hmm. and get that all through there. So I highly recommend you know if you're a big fan of Bleach and the lore of everything, and you want to know more about why we would say, hey, you know, at the end of the day, Eisen. He had the right reasons. Definitely go ahead and take a look into that. But I hope this week we were able to kind of peel the onion layers back a little bit. Right. Yes. Uh, And really break down like, hey, this is what makes him one of the greats. Uh, Not even just from action. I know a lot of this was just a waxing poetic because the character is a great fucking character. Uh, Fucking character. When you have to think outside the box, think outside of what the character is in the series and just as yeah. a whole what he represents to me yeah, that's a fucking amazing character again to to know eisen is to know is to to understand philosophy really to understand from what his character actually represents the status quo it actually conflicts with the status quo of japan realistically it really does you know, take japan based on honor respect the moral say everybody has a system to follow and there's eyes and that's everything he rejects. My man is a hundred percent against having a system that rules him and keeps him in a box. Really. Yeah, the homogeny. Yeah, that's it's it's perfect. Like if I can shit on Bleach all I want, but I'll never I'll never hate on Kubo for introducing I I'll never. It's one of the greatest things he's possibly done. It's probably one of the best things that was added to Shonen Jump, by all means. Absolutely. There's not many villains that can touch him. what realistically, I wanted to cover him from the jump because by all means, he is, he is something very special. And I mean, you, there's inspirations in, in this character from other, one, one major core villain from very early uh, 80s Shonen Jump that uh, I definitely will spend a little bit of time talking about later in the season. But uh, yes. man, like Aizen fits a specific archetype of a, a specific type of character that even now, you know, we're a good, it has been, it has to have been close to 10 years since that arc was given to us in Shonen Jump. You don't see characters like him still. There's not many, there's not many touching. There's not even, close. Yeah. not even damn close. Not even close. So best I mean, hey, best bleach villain. I'm a kid. Best bleach villain. Yeah, absolutely. I don't give a sh- like, I don't give a nut. Like we said, you have a bad dude, but even he had to check in with Eisen when he showed up, and that's exactly. that. That should tell you everything uh, you need to know about Sasuke Eisen. But D, I'm really glad we had this time to to really wax poetic about my guy. Uh, I really, mm-hmm. really enjoyed this character and. I'm excited to break down further as we continue, dog. Absolutely. God so, damn. listen, man. Thanks again for y'all tuning in. Always had a great time. We hope y'all are ready for season three. It's just going to be real spooky out here for villain season. We're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it real interesting, man. 
and next weekend we're going to to shift gears a little bit to speaking about more of a eccentric villain uh than our guy Eisen. You know, while while Eisen is uh very thoughtful, he is kind of kind of flat in his delivery in sense of like he's the guy that's smarter than everybody else. But next week we will be covering a villain who honestly the greatest parts of the franchise he that he's in, I feel like, uh, don't happen without this character's influence and the moments that we get to see of him. So next week we will be discussing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean's main antagonist, Father Enrico Pucci. Ah, you thought it was going to be there, yo. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. I know. I know. <laughs> I know y'all were definitely spirit, expecting me to build up with all of that and follow that up with D.O. Brando. Love D.O. Brando to death. But I cannot wait to tell y'all why next week Poochie's a better villain than D.O. Ha ha. He subverted a lot of expectations. But yo, tune in. I promise you. You're gonna there's a reason for our madness. There always is. So, hey, man, listen, if you were so kind to have listened in all the way this week, we really do appreciate you. Go ahead and at myself and D on Twitter and let us know what you think about Enrico Pucci being a stronger villain than Dio before we go ahead and maybe convince you otherwise next week. I'm at Versace Vegeta underscore on Twitter. D, where they can find you at? They can find me at D We Trust. All right. That's right. Indeed, we trust. So, hey, listen, let us know. What do you think about Sosuke Aizen as a character, his levels of manipulation? What are your favorite Aizen moments? And also let us know, do you feel that Pucci is better than Dio, just like we've mentioned here? And if you don't, let us know why. So that way we can convince you otherwise next week, like I said earlier. But until then... Subs lie, dubs lie. We absolutely have not and never will. We never will. Three seasons now, we ain't lying to y'all. That's right. Come on, man. That's consistency. The subs never, the subs stay lying. The dubs stay lying. But we never have, never will, baby. We'll catch y'all next week. We out of here. All right, boys.